Well, good morning. It is good to have you here. I hope you are glad to be here this morning. Yeah, we have something different in store for you. We, have, we are uh, celebrating communion together. And I hope you have prepared yourself for this service. You know, Warren Wiersbe once said, The value of the experience talking about communion depends on the condition of the heart of those participating. The value of the experience, the value of the experience this morning is dependent upon the heart of those of us that are participating. So, so have I prepared my heart this morning for this communion time, for this time of celebrating the Lord's Supper? You know, I was thinking as we were singing, you know, so often spiritually we don't take time to prepare ourselves, uh, to clean things up, to examine ourselves the way that we do when it comes to life. You know, last night uh, we came over here and there were about 15 or 20 young couples who, who were going to go uh, to the prom. And they had spent hours preparing themselves. They spent hours doing their hair. The girls did. The guys spent hours getting their cars ready. But when they got here, you could tell that they had prepared. You could tell that they had taken time to examine what needed to be cleaned up. And as a result, you know, the young men looked handsome and the girls looked beautiful and the cars were hot. And they were ready to go. Now when it comes to spiritual, our spiritual lives, you know, do we... Do we go about it like that? Do we prepare ourselves? Do we examine to make sure to see what is there and what it looks like? Because that's part of what communion is all about. You know, there are four things I'd like to observe real quickly before we... And this morning we're going to do communion quite a bit differently. And I'll explain that later. The observance of communion helps us, first of all, to look back. To look backwards at what happened and, and why we observe it. If you would, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And the Corinthian church was a church that really had a lot of issues. And, and if you look at, at, at communion, you know, in Acts chapter 2, I think the church, when, they first, when the church was first formed, they observed communion every time they got together for a meal. I think they remembered the body and the blood of Christ at every meal. And I think in, in Corinth, I think they, whenever they got together to fellowship, they observed uh, communion. They took the bread and the wine and they celebrated Jesus Christ. But, but in the process, they got things really messed up. And so Paul has to write to them and, and give them a rebuke. But here's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. In looking back, you know, the celebration of looking back at the price that Jesus Christ paid for me. That's what this morning is about. He says, for I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread that looked something like this. Took the matzah bread. And it says he took this bread... And when he had given thanks, he broke it for them. 
He broke and he said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In other words, Jesus said, you know, when Jesus did this, he said, when you break this bread, remember my broken body. Remember what I've done for you. Remember what it means for you. And then it says that he took, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup and saying, this cup is the new covenant in my, my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. So today when we celebrate, when you come up and, and you break the bread and, and you take the juice and you drink it, we are doing this to remember to remember, to look back and to remember what Jesus Christ did for us when he died on the cross. And 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. God made, made Jesus who had no sin to be sin for me. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So that I might become purified so that I might be able to, I would be able to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. He became sin for me. I am here this morning to remember that, to remember what Jesus did. I look back, but also I look ahead because the observance of communion is about looking forward. And it says in um, in 1 Corinthians, it says, when you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, we remember with the bread and, and the wine, we remember his death. We remember what he did until he comes. You know, we look forward to the day when Jesus Christ will come back. So this morning I am looking back. But I'm also looking ahead. Jesus told his disciples in John 14 when he told them that he was going to be leaving them. He said in verse 1, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. And you know, when I talk about Jesus coming back, for some of you, that troubles your heart. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're not ready to see him coming. Maybe you've got things that you want to do yet. Jesus said, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. For in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me. That you also may be where I am. We look forward to the day when Jesus Christ comes back to take us to that place that he has been preparing for us since he went up into heaven. So I look backward and I look forward. But the observance of communion is also to look within. To look within. And so have you taken time this week to look within and prepare yourself? You know, it says in 1 Corinthians, it says, Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats the bread and drinks the cup. So have you taken time this week to examine yourself in preparation for the breaking of the bread? And the drinking of the wine. 
Because Paul told the Corinthians, it's important that you do that. Examine yourselves and make sure that there is no sin in your life. So that you don't partake in an unworthy manner. Now Paul didn't say you had to be worthy. Paul said to, in order to, you need to partake in a worthy manner. And that means to examine our hearts. None of us is perfect. But we need to continually examine ourselves. To see what is there. You know, we're looking good at looking around us and finding the faults of the people that are around us. You know, we're good spiritual detectives. That report the the offenses of our fellow believers to others. And what they've done. When we see fault in them. But we're not so good at examining ourselves. And this morning we need to focus on preparing ourselves. Psalm 139 verse 23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. Do you feel comfortable saying, Lord, search me? Lord, open my heart and show me anything in there. That needs to change. Search me and know my heart. That's what Paul is telling the Corinthian church to do. Examine yourselves. Not examine anyone else. Examine yourself. So this morning we're going to take a little bit of time to examine ourselves. Because the act of communion includes the examination. The looking within. And so often it goes to my neighbor, you know, Derek really needs to examine himself. Dan really needs to examine what's in there because, boy, I see some real issues. Not really. But what I need to focus on is, Dwayne, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Show me if there is any offensive way in me. So we need to take time to examine ourselves and not our neighbors. Search me. Examine yourself. It's a looking within. So we look backwards to what Christ did. We look forward to his coming. And we examine ourselves and to see what is within and take care of anything that is there. You know, 1 John 1, nine says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess, he will purify and cleanse from all. So as you examine, if you see things that are there or if the Lord shows things, to confess so that he can purify. And cleanse. Then I look around. I don't look around to find other people's faults. But I look around. To make sure that I am at peace. With God. That is examining within. But I look around and I examine. Those around me. Am I at peace with my fellow man? Are there people that I have offended, that I have hurt, 
that I have a bad attitude towards that I need to, to make right. Because communion is also a celebration of the unity of the church. You know, back in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16, Paul is already addressing this issue of the Lord's Supper. He says, Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one loaf. This morning we celebrate the unity of the body of Christ. So as you look around, are you at unity with the people around you? Are you at peace? You know, as a little boy growing up, I remember whenever we would do communion, the pastor would always come around. And we would, if we were ready to partake of communion, we would say, I feel that I am at peace with God and my fellow man, and I wish to commune. In verse 17, that literally means, since it is one bread, we the many are one body. For we are all partakers in the one bread. This morning we are all partakers in the one bread, the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says the body is a unit. And though it is made up of many parts, and though all the parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, Slaves are free, and we were all given that one spirit to drink. And this morning, if there are issues, if you have something against someone in the body, this is the time to take care of that. This is the time to lay it at the altar. Because it is impossible for me to draw closer to the Lord if I am separated and in disunity with my fellow believers. 1 John 4.19 says, We love because he first loved us. And sometimes loving people, we have to love those hard-to-love people. Sometimes I am hard to love. And people have to choose to love me in spite of that. We love because he first loved. If anyone says, I love God yet hates his brother, he is a liar. That's a very serious statement. If I say I love God and yet I hate my brother, I am a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. He has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Very simple statement. There's really no need for explanation. If I love God, I love my brother. If I hate my brother, I must also hate God. So I look within to make sure I'm right within my heart with the Lord. And I look around to make sure I'm at peace with my fellow man. And then, once I've done that, then I am prepared... To partake the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the wine. 
And too often we don't, we don't, we don't take this process seriously. Let me tell you how serious it was back in Corinth. Paul says that because some of you are partaking in an unworthy manner, some of you are sick, some of you have even died because you've partaken in an unworthy manner. Now probably if we would have some people that would partake of communion and all of a sudden they'd fall over and they'd be dead, we would take this act much more seriously. But I think it goes to show how serious God looks at this simple act that we are going to partake of together. So I need to examine myself and prepare myself for the Lord's Supper. And once I've done that, I am ready to partake. So I hope this morning as, as we do this together, that, that, that you will have time to process. Let me tell you how we're going to do this. As you notice, we have four, five tables set up. And at each table, there are two different set settings. And so what we thought we would do this morning is we would allow each of you you know, whether you want to come um, as a single person, you know, whether you want to come by yourself, whether you want to come with a friend, whether you would like to do it as a family, to come up when you feel ready. And as a family or as an individual, you come up, you take the bread, and you partake as you feel ready. Each person individually um, or as a family... Um, partaking of this. And, and we have cards up here that has 1 Corinthians thirteen twenty three. It says, Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, it says he took the bread and gave thanks and we broke it. He said, this is my body which was broken for you. I'd like for you to go through that process um, whether you do it verbally or in your mind. I want you to, to repeat that. This bread, this bread was Jesus' broken body, and I'm going to do this in remembrance of him. And we partake. This juice is the new covenant of my blood. When I do this, I do this in remembrance of him. And you drink it. I want this to be a very sacred, very private thing that each of us does. But I want you to be serious when you come up here. I want you to be ready. I want you to have examined your hearts so that you're prepared. Now, children, like last time, if you're not going to partake, if you haven't accepted Christ and, and you're not ready to, to partake of this, we have these grapes up here on every table. And remember, this grape is up here to remind you that God loves you. Yeah, you know, the juice comes from the grape. This is a preparation process for the day when you will be able to, to partake. So we're just going to be playing music, and as you feel ready, just come up. And if you want, if you want to, to do it up here, you know, if, if, if the two of you or four of you or one of you wants to just up here at the altar, 
um, partake of the bread and the wine, do so. If you want to go off to a corner, we have room over there. and We have some room over there in the corners. If you want to go somewhere and be by yourself, do that. If you want to take it back to your seat, do that. But we just want this to be, just to be a time uh, when you can come and reflect and, and remember the body and the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we... Lord, as I think about what you've done for me, Jesus, I, I am in awe. I am that you died for me, that, you, that, you, that your body was broken for me, and that you shed your blood for me. Lord, I desire to, 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 to partake of this in a worthy manner. You are worthy. So, Lord, I pray that each of us would examine our hearts, confess our sins, repent, allow you to cleanse us. And, Lord, we would Lord, just remember the new covenant of your blood and remember the great gift that we received. But Lord, this would be a time of, of intimate worship. A time when we could draw close to you. A time when we could remember. A time when we could look back and think about the great price that you paid. We could look forward at the awesome promise we have of your coming and taking us with you and looking within and looking around and then coming and partaking pray that in Jesus name